But Gilbert was so skilled and so so talented that he he became the model for everyone who followed. Lorenz Hart spoke of him. P.G. Woodhouse, Ira Gershwin, they were all influenced by Gilbert, mm-hmm. and what they accomplished obviously continues. But it was outside the scope of this book, and also. They've been t- anthologized so sure. many times. It was the wit. Exactly. Yeah. The wit yes. and the rhyming ability right. more than the specific sentiments right. or the vernacularism. Mm-hmm. Someone like Woodhouse took the wit and then right. made it vernacular. That's a major change, too, because from the from the operettas before Cohen, there's not a lot of... Uh, witty and clever songs. And then when you you get rolling with Cohen and, of course, into Berlin and then into Myra Gershwin and Cole Porter, uh, these songs, many of them are famous for their for their great wit. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, can you make the case, uh, since this is a book that uh, compiles uh, just lyrics and, of course, no music, that it's worth sitting down simply to read lyrics from take them out of the, the, the melodies we know so well, remove them from the songs, and study them. Do they really stand on their own as little works of art? Well, you can't remove them from the music if you know the music. Mm. I mean, it's like saying, I will give you a million dollars if you don't think of the word elephant for the next five minutes. <laughs> there's, <laughs> lost there's no way you can do it. If you, right. if you read Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, you hear the music, which is fortunate because that particular song, the lyrics are a little uh, inflated, to say the least. <laughs> but with the music, they're great. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. there, are, there are some lyricists, and the witty ones, like Gilbert, can be read as light verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but lyrics mostly aren't light verse. They are half of a work of art. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, what, you know, what, what, what would the song of Oklahoma be? <laughs> If it didn't say Oklahoma. Then why did you feel the need to remove them from um, uh, uh, the music and put them uh, in? Well, put them a practical in. problem in trying to anthologize. If we had a thousand songs, you figure out how large that would be. Sure. Think of those ASCAP royalties. <laughs> well, I think also that the music publisher would feel, hey, you're doing our job right. for us. But they, they were very cooperative with this project because they understood that calling attention to these lyrics would really call attention to the songs as well. Mm-hmm. But also, also, you know, the, the lyricists, obviously the very great ones whom we've mentioned, but dozens, scores of very fine writers who were not that uh, famous, mm-hmm. you know, th- they deserve to have their story and their history told. And one of our goals, well, it wasn't a goal. It turned out that this happened as we were working on was that we focused more and more on lyricists as well as individual songs. And as you know, the book is is divided by lyricists Mm -hmm. chronologically in relation to their birth. Mm -hmm. The idea was to find these people, there are well over a hundred of them, and to, with a little bio, and then through giving at least three of their better songs or best songs, to show what each of these people accomplished. You know, we know what Sinclair Lewis wrote, Mm But we don't know. Most people do not know what Gus Kahn wrote. Mm-hmm. Well, they know without knowing who Gus That's Kahn was. Right. They know the phrase. They they know. They know the, the phrase. Song. They know they, the song. But they don't know that this person was one of the top lyricists of the 20th century. And why? Why did you make the choice not to put what show each? We didn't. Song we did actually in, the, in the, back, yes. the back, but not with it in the. Right. In the we decided to do it. Put the a certain amount of information in the back because otherwise we felt we felt that it would be more comfortable to look at it as a body. At the, at the, at as, the as, as we, wanted the, we wanted the focus on the lyric. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, we also obviously wanted to provide people with the venue and, in many cases, the 
the, the person who, in all cases, the person who first sang it in a show or film, and or the person who made it especially mm -hmm. famous. Mm -hmm. I think one of the wonderful re things about reading it is that you're singing it to yourself. Right. I, 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 the, the melody, as you say, is, mm -hmm. is with it for but you. How did, how did you find it to be when you came upon a lyric whose music you didn't know? The, and, and, and of course, there weren't too many, but there were some. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were some, and, and, and they, for the most part, then they weren't quite as strong for me, yeah. yes. But Although what they interesting do is to see the poetry. They will send you out to go buy the song. It yes, it's yes. a good yes. lyric. You want to hear how what it is that? That's, that's right. right. That was yeah. our hope. One yeah. of our Pique your curiosity. In some cases, some cases you'll look at it and say, "I'm not going to read this carefully." But others you'll say, I like this, I want to know more. Who are the great unsung... <laughs> some oh, of them? Unrecognized. Yeah, I mean, having well, gone through all of them, are there some people who's, who have sort of been forgotten now that you would like to... Leo Robin, to? Harold oh, Rome. Harold Rome, Rome. Oh, Rome yeah. yes. Wonderful. And Johnny Burke is somewhat known, but needed to be but better known. But it was that known. show, 